0: Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, GetPuroAir.com. Hello, welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to another Headlines episode. As a quick reminder, or if you're just joining us for the first time, these Headlines episodes, they're different from... Our normal interviews and episodes on headlines, we're discussing need-to-know environmental news headlines in 15 minutes or less, and today we have a theme. Today, I am outlining climate lawsuits. They are on the rise. Today, specifically, we're discussing three of them. There is a growing wave of climate litigation around the world, and that is important. States and cities around the United States in particular, are suing fossil fuel companies and alleging that these fossil fuel companies deceived the public about the dangers of climate change and that extreme weather is made worse by their emissions. This extreme weather, of course, has harmed people and property. Now, back in April, the Supreme Court ruled that a group of climate cases brought by cities and municipalities should remain in state courts where they're expected to have a better chance of winning damage awards. They have a worse chance in federal court where fossil fuel companies are expected to have the upper hand. In addition to states and cities around the country suing fossil fuel companies, just this week in Montana, A group of young citizens sued their state over climate change concerns. And so yes, with dangerous and extreme weather events on the rise, we are all looking to hold someone or many someones or something responsible. And new climate lawsuits are being filed almost every week. Today, we're going to talk about three of them. Our first story today comes out of Montana. I covered this story back in March on a Headlines episode. Maybe you remember hearing me introduce you to the Boosie brothers. Let's just recap this case first and foremost before we get into the rolling. So the Boosie Brothers, they live just outside Glacier National Park in Montana. They've grown up there. They have grown to love their land. They hunt. They fish. They spend their days outside. And because they spend their days outside, they have grown really attuned to the signals present in their environment. Torrential rains are eroding their hiking trails. Wildfires are scarring their land. Smoke is so thick some days that they have to stay inside. And so the Boosie brothers, along with 14 other young people in Montana, and with the help of an environmental legal organization, they teamed up and they sued the state of Montana. The case revolved around language in Montana's state constitution that guarantees residents, quote, the right to a clean and healthful environment. The lawsuit stipulated that the state and individuals are responsible for maintaining and improving the environment for present and future generations. However, these young activists argue that Montana's extensive support for fossil fuels is unconstitutional because the resulting pollution is dangerously heating the planet and has robbed them of that clean and healthful environment that they are guaranteed in the state constitution. And so this case, it's not just about 16 children and teenagers. It's not just about Montana. There have been almost no suits that have gone to trial about climate change. And yes, the ruling came back this week. In her ruling, the judge found that the state's emissions have, quote, proven to be a substantial factor in affecting the climate, end quote. Any laws that limited the ability of regulators to consider climate effects were unconstitutional. That was also in the ruling. The judge also added that Montanans have a fundamental constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment, which includes climate as part of the environmental life support system. This ruling means that Montana, which is a major coal and gas producing state, that gets one-third of its energy by burning coal, must consider climate change when deciding whether to approve or renew fossil fuel projects. Now, of course, we do have an appeals system. The Montana Attorney General's Office did say that the state will appeal this verdict, and that appeal would send this case to the state Supreme Court. But this decision marks a major victory in the expanding fight against governmental support for oil, gas, and coal, because, of course, the burning of these fossil fuels has rapidly warmed our planet. This ruling is also huge, in my opinion, because it shows that it's possible to not only get climate cases to trial, but also to win so these children and teenagers, they sued their state. But what about suing the major players in the fossil fuel industry themselves? Are people doing that? The answer is yes. And after our sponsor break, I am going to introduce you to one of them, Attorney Missy Sims. I'll see you in a minute. So many of us have chaotic Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com sustainable. Love where you live. And we're back on today's show. I am outlining three stories, three headlines as they relate to climate litigation. Before the break, we discussed the landmark and, frankly, quite positive ruling that came out of Montana earlier this week. Now we are on to, I'm taking you to Puerto Rico, and I am introducing you to attorney Missy Sims. She, Again, she's an attorney. She is representing 16 Puerto Rican municipalities that are seeking to hold the fossil fuel industry responsible for the damage caused by a series of storms, including Hurricane Maria, which if you remember, happened in 2017. So Missy Sims filed the lawsuit in November of 2022, and it goes after the big names in the fossil fuel industry, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Royal Dutch Shell, BP. Miss Sims argues that since 1965, these companies have produced 40% of global greenhouse gas emissions, while at the same time colluding to deceive the public about the disastrous consequences of their actions. Now, her strategy is being carefully watched by the fossil fuel industry and environmental groups as well for two reasons. Number one, this lawsuit could set a real interesting precedent. And number two, if these fossil fuel companies are found liable, The potential damages could run into the hundreds of billions of dollars. The fossil fuel industry is understandably quite nervous, right? Because if they have to pay for the damages they've caused, the costs will likely get out of control really darn fast. So again, while this case is indeed part of a new wave of litigation that's targeting oil, gas, and coal companies over climate change, it is particularly interesting because it is the first case to request damages from a specific weather event. Again, Hurricane Maria. Miss Sims, she filed a 247-page complaint, and there's some real golden nuggets within. I just want to highlight a couple of them. She notes that scientific studies have shown that man-made global warming made the 2017 hurricanes more severe, which, again, caused Maria to rapidly intensify in a way that killed thousands and inflicted more than $100 billion worth of destruction on Puerto Rico. Again, reminder, Hurricane Maria was the worst storm to ever hit the island. Also in this 247-page complaint, Attorney Sims described how, starting in the 1980s, now this is what really piques my interest, starting in the 1980s, companies including ExxonMobil understood that fossil fuel emissions would rapidly heat the planet, so they knew it. And they began a coordinated effort to conceal this information from the public. They waged a sophisticated lobbying effort to block the regulation of emissions. They sowed doubt around the increasingly conclusive science of climate change. This 247-page complaint also describes how Shell produced a memo in 1998 that predicted A series of violent storms that would hit the eastern coast of the United States and that following the storms, Shell predicted class action suits against the U.S. government and against fossil fuel companies on the grounds of neglecting what scientists had been saying for years. Can we just pause here? Shell executives produced and circulated a memo amongst themselves saying, that they predicted exactly what is happening right now. They knew violent storms caused by their actions would occur, and they knew that they would later be sued for the severity and intensity of these storms. Wow. Say what you will about fossil fuel companies, but they do indeed have that crystal ball, don't they? By early next year, it will be clear whether this case clears enough legal hurdles to move forward to trial. Nobody is expecting a settlement simply because the charges are so sweeping in nature. If these fossil fuel companies do settle, they're going to have to settle big. So it likely won't happen. Now, Shell did respond. In a statement, Shell did say, quote, We do not believe the courtroom is the right venue to address climate change, but that smart policy from government and action from all sectors is the appropriate way to reach solutions and drive progress. Now, before we say goodbye today, I just want to highlight some litigation coming in from Oregon. This is quick. Oregon County is also suing fossil fuel companies over an extreme weather event. At the end of June of this year, so June 2023, a specific county in Oregon filed a lawsuit against, again, these fossil fuel companies and their business partners in an effort to hold them responsible for a 2021 heat wave. So let's talk about the heat wave for a minute. It was June of 2021. A heat wave enveloped the Pacific Northwest. Seattle, Seattle is famous for rainy winters and cool summers. Seattle temperatures hit 108 degrees Fahrenheit. At Portland International Airport, the thermostat hit 115 degrees. And in Multnomah County, that by the way is the county in Oregon that is suing ExxonMobil, Shell, BP. Coke Industries, McKinsey and Company, they're suing many entities. In Multnomah County, the consequences were quite severe. Temperatures reached 116 degrees Fahrenheit, which again, shattered records. This heat wave led to the deaths of 69 people. There was extensive property damage. This lawsuit that again was filed in June claims that greenhouse gas emissions produced by the companies I just mentioned played a significant role in causing the heat dome, which again blanketed the Pacific Northwest. It notes that scientific studies determined that the heat dome would not have occurred without the global warming caused by the burning of fossil fuels, and the county is seeking more than $1.5 billion in damages. So my final word for you today is that soaring temperatures and extreme weather events, they are likely here to stay. Climate litigation is also here to stay. With new, dangerous, and extreme weather on the rise, we're all, again, looking to hold someone or something accountable. And so enter these new climate lawsuits. They're being filed almost every week. Keep your eyes and ears out as they move through the court system, because the ones I just mentioned today will likely set a strong precedent. So we will be back on Tuesday where we are discussing the concept of lifestyle creep, what it is and how to prevent it from happening to you. We'll do that on Tuesday. I will see you then. As always, reach out if you need me. Have a great weekend and take care.